Oh no, it's the nerds who haunted themselves. to the nerds who isolate them. Ah, fuck. <laughs> I was going to go all smooth and professional on this one, and I fucked it straight away. Uh, welcome to the nerds who isolated themselves. Episode four, A Nerd Hope. Hey, hey. <laughs> uh, I'm Stuart Moraine, and I'm joined, by, as always, by... obi Zoot Kenobi. Nice. <laughs> Weird, that wasn't uh, the droid I was looking for. <laughs> but um, <laughs> that's it, good night. Droid. Let's go right on top. Why didn't I go for a droid? Why did I go for an R2 Zoot 2 or something? Damn it. Oh, well. Damn it. Moments <laughs> passed now. Well, I mean, after I balls up the title of the fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, uh, hello, I'm Andy Hanks, as usual. Uh, yes, indeed. How are you? What's What's been going on? What's new? Um, I bought a pint of milk today. Oh, I am. Kid. Living dangerously, yeah. my friend. Yeah, absolutely, and I finally finished my Rocky my Rocky um, movies on iTunes. I bought the last one today. Um, well, Creed and Creed Two. Um, that's it. That's exactly what's going on at the moment. Tell the you? new cut of Rocky Four. There's a new cut of Rocky Four. Yeah, he's cutting out the robot and all that stuff. Oh, don't say that. Robot's hey, the best bit. No, the robot won't be in the Stallone recut of Rocky Four. Why not? I don't know because. Feels it breaks the realism of Rocky. Yes, that's rope. Oh yeah, the realism of Rocky. I know. I'm going to defeat um, Mr. T by letting him punch me and get tired. To be fair, it worked for Muhammad Ali. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and that's oh, about all I know about I've boxing. Actually, I've actually got a a, um, a Rocky Four robot toy on my board in front of me at the moment. Yeah, you got one of those Super Seven or Reaction or whatever they're called, and uh, yeah, it's one of those. Yeah. Adult collectible, it says quite clearly on the top. <laughs> Ooh, the sexy dimes. Yeah. Wonder where the batteries go. <laughs> It'll make you scream, Paulie. Paulie! <laughs> 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 oh, dear. Well, I was going to say this is going to be like our first proper new slick, done like professional podcast, and we've. Well, it didn't <laughs> go well, did it? Up, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it died on its ass straight away, pretty much. But. But yeah, uh, what else have you been up to? What have you been working on? Anything exciting? Anything you can talk about? Uh, um, not really. Uh, uh, apart from, I've had a couple of commissions I've been doing. Um, we've been doing drink and draws. We did one for the awesome podcast Drink and Draw last Friday, didn't we? How much really fun is that? That's great. I love, I love it. It's, it's kind of it's my sad thing to look forward to every month, you know? There's a nice regular crowd on there now as well. It's basically stopped. Yeah. You're sorry? I said there's a nice regular crowd on there, eh? Oh, it's great, yeah. And there's a nice bit of banter and everything. But because life has basically stopped, I find I need something to look forward to because this is not all. Which yeah. is probably the reason I've been eating so many takeaways recently because that's all you've got. All you've got <laughs> Just so you can chat to the delivery it's... driver. <laughs> exactly. Hi, Keith. What have you been up to? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But, um, but my name's yeah, Kevin, you um, dick. Oh, he's like, oh, damn it. Keeps the ever one. <laughs> Keeps the woman. <laughs> um, so, but, oh, so it's the fact that... Yeah. <laughs> Another drink and draw throwback. Absolutely, it was, wasn't it? Um, but the, the nice thing is, you've got that kind of thing, and it's, as I said, it, doing my two favourite things, drinking and drawing. Um, it's, yeah, it's great. And it's, you know, I look forward, because we get, what, maybe two weeks in advance, though, the date when the next one's going to be. And it's great fun. You really look forward to it. Um, so it's been a bit of a saviour, really. So, yeah, thanks, guys, for organising it. Yeah. It's superb. Um, some fantastic art on there as well. I know, it's just sick, doesn't it? Yeah. I, um, JWC stuff that she does, because she's just there quietly drawing throughout the whole she's thing. She's always, always on mute. Yeah, just I occasionally just she does catch that. myself just watching her draw. I like watching people draw, not in a weird way. <laughs> but, Do you like sniffing their sketchbooks? <laughs> who doesn't? It's very difficult over Skype. <laughs> but she draws yeah she comes up with like four or five pages at a time doesn't she yeah Maybe. yeah she um, if you're on Comic House look up her um, drink and draw sketchbook that's on there oh is it on there is it yeah oh no I, I did see she spoke about it didn't she yeah I'm going to have to have a look at that yeah it's really good I love looking at a sketchbook mm. so, again sounds wrong but you know what I mean <laughs> I love looking up a sketchbook <laughs> But yeah, and just like I say, just watching people doing the things they're working on as well. Because some mm. people just come on and do their comic pages and that, and it's always awesome. Yeah, they do. Progress. Yeah. But but yeah, and uh, slowly watching Sarah Harris get drunk. <laughs> she's always good fun. <laughs> yeah, can see where she's going to sign herself up to. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it wasn't as low as the uh, running over men's penises with the Volkswagen. <laughs> oh <yeah>, God! <laughs> and obsession with, obsession with. She's got a wolf and gladiators. Well, you know, I mean, who doesn't? Who doesn't? It was wolf, then jet. How it went for everybody? <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. Um, you bought any exciting? New sexy art stuff recently? Art like, stuff. Um, yeah. Um, at the moment, I'm having a thing about brush pens. Um, I kind of I wanted to learn kind of what well, maybe kind of for, for, a, for a commission. But um, something I've always wanted to really uh, using proper brush pens. Because, you know, there's a difference in the thickness and the thinness and thinning of line and things like that and style. So I didn't really know which one to buy for. Every website I went on recommended another one, yeah. different different one, and all the artists I kind of follow and look at what they use. Um, I kind of, you know, kind of, they all recommend different ones. Um, so I just ended up buying five or six different kinds and just seeing as that how I got on with them. Yeah. Um, I definitely think some are slightly better than the others. Um, but it's not about that. It's all about the way you hold your pen as well. Because you've got to hold it much further down than usual. But um, I was kind of, because I don't know, I always hold my pen wrong. Um, I never, even when I write, I always hold it more of a straight up angle than a, you know, where you've got to keep the pen in the crevice between your thumb and your finger. I don't do that. I kind of almost hold it straight up. 
And I've always done that. And I'm wondering maybe I've got to relearn how to hold my pen and I'll use brush pens a bit more correctly. Yeah, I um I never really thought about how old my pens and that. Yeah. I'm sure I look cack handed as fuck, but because yeah, I definitely don't hold it between things and things and thumbs. Yeah. Yeah, I got a weird. Um, this would be the thing, though. We'll be taking photos later of how we hold pens. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's quite interesting as well because I bet there are quite a few. It's not we don't all do it the way we're taught. No, because I've, I've tried you doing what, it the way you're supposed you, when, to. Yeah, in fact, I'll tell you what. When we when we post this pod online, um, I'll do that. I'll take a photograph of how I hold my pen and see if we can get some kind of discussion going. See if we can get it trending. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Pen gate. <laughs> yeah, no, I've I've done a couple of trips down to Jackson's in the last month or so, but yeah, just to get some things because they had a sketchbook sale on, so it's always a good excuse to stock up on Bristol board. So how many sketchbooks did you get? I bought four and then realised I had one and a majority of another one that I'd not even touched yet, so yeah, I've got a nice little supply going, and I got some more um, pro markers while I was there. Oh, did it? Awesome. Just to fill the gaps in the rack kind of thing. Yeah, and, um, absolutely. I ordered some Pigma Micron fine line pens. Okay, yeah. So I got off, well, it's a pack, so it's four fine liners, one graphic and one brush one. Because mm. um, Dan Butcher had recommended them on the Awesome Pod a while ago because the, they're not, they don't bleed so much. Because mm. you know when you scan it and then you zoom in, you don't notice it from a distance, but when you zoom in, it's really the line really bleeds with some pens. Yeah. So Dan had suggested those, so I tried them, so I got some to try, which I did with, used on some of the recent Nerds ones that I did, and they're a lot better. There's still a slight bleed, but it's not as bad as the ones I was using before. Mm. So I've been using those, and um, they're the ones Terry Moore uses as well. So I found out from watching one of his art of, or inside the oh, studio, fuck. Yeah. videos on YouTube, which are really well worth watching. I highly recommend those. They'll come in my recommendations later. But... Something else, I'm talking about art stuff. Um, I've also invested, because they're not cheap, invested in a box of Blackwing pencils as well. Oh, I saw that, because I was like, what the fuck is that? And then I noticed the small print on the bottom when you sent me the picture. Yeah, um, so they are, allegedly, they're the best pencils you can buy. And I've been reading up on the story of them. Apparently, they first came out in the 1930s. And a lot of like the big name designers and artists uh, like Salvador Dali and all that used them. And then they went, I think they stopped being produced for some reason in the late 80s. But another company picked them up for a few years and they stopped doing it. And they've just been picked up in the last five or six years. Oh, cool. And um, I, what it was, I was at a live drawing and uh, one of the other artists, a friend of mine, um, she came up to me and she said, right, I'll get you a present. She gave me one of these black these, these pencils not been sharpened or anything just you know you know when pencil when the posh pencils come they've still got the blunt end on the end you know yeah they're just uh, uh so she goes try that out so um so yeah so i, I thought yeah, it's just a pencil but don't make a difference um it's just it's something to do with the, the lead it's just much it's, it's softer but uh just kind of you can be a lot more accurate with it and, yeah um it doesn't smudge as much and it's darker. You don't have to press as hard to get a darker line. Oh, that's um, cool. And then I was like, oh, I very much. And then I went home, Googled them, then realised what a present it actually was. Because, well, I mean, 12 pencils cost me about 35 quid. 
you know. They're an option. No. Because they've got rubbers on the explaining end. Explaining to Cat. They've got rubbers on the end. Awesome. <laughs> that's, that's a quality pencil. But the but but the rubbers are interchangeable. So you know you know when you don't, you don't use a rubber because you, if you well, because they don't take long to wear all the way down. You know then you can ruin the pencil. But these you can actually take the rubber off and then change it with another one and then put it back in pencil because they're in little little metal sliders. It's quite clever. Ah, cool. So I recommend trying them. I mean, you can't buy them singly, I don't think, unless you come from eBay. Yeah. Um, but I recommend if you know if you really want to fork out for them, they are fantastic. Oh, I might have to look into it. I am. Um, I'm still using my mechanical pencil. So. Yeah, well, I use that as well for my um, my own lines and my, my exploring lines and stuff. I think everything I've drawn recently, the last few comics I've done. It's been with the mechanical pencil, which has been... Yeah. I've sort of got used to it now, and sort of how it feels. Yeah. As it were. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah. Well, should we go into... Because it leads sort of nicely on into arty chat, or as we're calling it for this episode, Inside the Sketchbook. We need a Oh, uh, yeah. That's what's good, yeah. <laughs> um, so, sing us a song. Make it <laughs> No, we... Our listenership is low enough as it is. <laughs> Don't want to push away those last three that are hanging in there. Um, <laughs> Good job, should, guys. As the last one was our first eye round table, we should follow up on the cliffhanger. Did you buy the uh, sharpener? I really did. Although, was this? Did we talk about the sharpener on the thing, or did we? I think we find we spoke about it after we turned our cameras off. Oh, we might have done. Oh well. Oh, right. Anyway, well, it's a cliffhanger for me. So, <laughs> okay. I, I, you know, join our amazing um, the podcast with Art Nine Two. Um, I was recommended a. Uh, I've got. I've been searching for a really good pencil sharpener for ages. Got a dollar we. This is pandemic talk. So I've been searching for my ideal pencil sharpener for many years now. And um, yeah, I was recommended one. Um, and it's a proper old school, um, you know, G clamp it to your desk thing. Uh, so we have also, and it's fantastic. Get ready for this, right? the desk. <laughs> Absolutely. You can <laughs> even change the length of the tip. Oh. Do you know, I mean, yes, my friend. I mean, that is, opens up a whole new ball game. That does open up a whole new ball game. Yeah. No, nobody likes a show off, Andy. <laughs> You've got pencil sharp the Andy. <laughs> Again, I need to get the desk first. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, thanks again, guys. But it was great. Love it. Awesome. And yeah, you can still check that episode out as well, because we should try mm. plugging our own shit sometimes, <laughs> even though we're <laughs> terrible at it. <laughs> I'm terrible at it. I can never remember my bloody Instagram name. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was a really good episode. That's one of my favourites, that one was. Yeah, I enjoyed that. We'll definitely be doing more of those. But it was um, nice to talk to people who actually knew what they were talking about. Yeah, I know, because we've been blagging our way for God knows how long. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. <laughs> Fortunately, most people seem to realise we have no clue what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, but those three, you haven't yet. <laughs> Thank you, guys. <laughs> but, but yeah, so you sort of talked about brush pens and the like, so... And it sort of leads on nicely to talking about like pushing yourself to do things new, trying to yeah, learn new stuff, that sort of thing. Well, um, yeah. Because 
I well, you know, I sent you a picture last year when I bought some ink and an ink dip pen mm. with the intention of trying drawing with it, and I've still not even cracked the ball. Have <laughs> <laughs> <You're> not? <laughs> no, I'm I'm living in constant fear of it. It's because I made the stupid mistake of watching a video or something, or actually might have just been watching him in person, of Nick Prolux drawing with him. Mm. Like, that is amazing. I'd love to try that. And then just the intimidation of the actual thing. Mm. <laughs> I'm, a little, I'm a little bit scared now. So it's just sitting on my desk staring at me. Do you wake up in like cold sweats and just yeah. think about this bottle <laughs> on your desk downstairs? In cold inky sweats. In <laughs> cold inky sweats. But I will try it at some point. I'm just mm. pandemic hasn't helped because I've not really had the space to just you know clear a nice big space on the dining room table and just have a bash uninterrupted and. It's, it's, it's your fault for having kids. I told you this. You've got no one else to blame, but I know. But I thought they could do the housework and I'd have more time to draw. But that didn't work. They're lazy. <laughs> Bastards. <laughs> <laughs> but. But yeah, no, it's, well, you know what it's like when you're trying something new, you don't really want people walking past you or going, did you mean to do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Who's that supposed to be, Dad? Yeah. <laughs> Is it meant to be all blotty like that? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, so how are you finding brush pens? Because you were using those on the drink and draw, weren't you? Yeah, I was. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean I've been using them for a few months now. Uh, again, trying really hard to just to kind of balance it. Almost, it's, it's the muscle memory, you know. I mean, you, you start, for instance, you start drawing and you'll take it in mind, right, I've got to be really careful and get my lines right, get the thin lines and the thick lines and, you know, get a bit of a contrast going. And then half an hour into your draw and you kind of forget it and you're just back to kind of heaviest lines. But yeah. you look at it and, and you think, actually, you can't see a lot of difference in the, in the thickness and thinness of the lines. But I think... It's one of those things where, even though I don't think I'm improving with the brush pen, I'll go back and look at something I did four months ago, and then I'll be like, actually, yeah, I, I haven't been a little bit. I've just not noticed. Yeah. Um, well, so, um, so yeah, I mean, I've been enjoying using them, um, and they don't smudge or anything like that. Um, so I'm getting there, I think. Yeah, it's... Uh... This, what you showed on Friday was certainly superb. Again, <laughs> there was nothing in it that made me think, yeah, he's experimenting. But was there anything in it that thought, oh, he's using a different kind of pen? I don't think so. But is that the point? Should I be well, no, Yeah, because I'm using a different pen to get a different effect. Yeah. But if I'm not achieving that effect, if my stuff is looking like all the other crap that I produce... Well, yeah, that's why I didn't look at it too closely. It's just like, <laughs> it was like all the other crap I produce. It's like <laughs> robots again. Oh, good Yeah, God. you put it on Instagram, didn't you? So I'll have a look. Yeah, change the record. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but there, there is other stuff as well. You're saying about the robot thing. That is something that I've been kind of, you know, for the past year I've been quite um, anxious about. You know, I don't want to become the, I mean, I don't want to become the robot guy, but to be honest, that might be a bit late. Um, so, I mean, I, I have been really trying to kind of push myself and push my art recently. Um, no life drawing hasn't helped. And I think that's also spawned me off to try different things on in a sketchbook. I've started, I now keep two sketchbooks on a regular basis. Um, 
where I you finished my cheater. my to- <laughs> where I finished my toned book. Because um, I use so anyone not familiar with my my stuff, I I draw quite a lot in tone sketch toned pads, like a, usually like a, a grey tone or a brown tone, a, a um, sepia tone sketch pads because I like using white. I like using white paints and things like that. But they're expensive, and these pads, and they're almost kind of I I kind of go into the drawing thinking this one's going to be really good because the pads are really expensive if that makes sense but now i've got myself quite a cheap hardback a3 white sketchbook to in order to actually use it as a book should be full of mistakes and scrappiness and blobs and things that didn't work and lots of different drawings on one page you know and You know, you've got a huge stain ring on it, and you know what I mean. That kind of thing. Yeah, it's not a precious thing. It's is is that where you is. did your brush pens in? Yes, it's the worst. Yeah, because yeah. I'm looking at it now, and yes, it, it it does look different. Oh, thank you. Awesome. Yeah. It looks um, looser, if that makes sense. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, but I in mean, in a good way. I love the green pen. in the tanks as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I, I was using all the orange. Orange and white. Yeah. And it's like, I need another colour just to, you know, the opposite to really pop it. Do you know um, what it reminds me of? It's possibly the colour as well. In a, it's going to sound really weird, but there's something Calvin and Hobbes about it. Yeah. Did, mind you, I did post a Calvin and Hobbes drawing yesterday, so I don't know if that's in your in your mind. Um, but yeah, I, I see what you mean. Yeah. I don't know, um, it's just got that... Like I say, it's not the robots and the orange and the white probably pops that a little bit in my head as well but um mm. just in the general sort of style of the lines someone mentioned on on my on my facebook comments that it looks like um it looks like they're on a pub crawl and it really does especially that robot it's in the middle with the wheel yeah <laughs> this way yeah just like that yeah but yeah. but you can kind of see i will hope you can see there's quite a difference in lines for instance the first robot um the his left arm so the arm towards his front there's a difference between the thickness of the lines around the, the the forearm and the little lines in it is like thin lines and thick lines and i think that helps yeah you know and again that's that's what the brush pen does you know you've got that lovely difference in the contrast of the lines yeah because that's that's something that i've been reading up on a lot of like for instance you know people like um jake parker and, and lois and that kind of thing and um, they go on about um, the, the, the creating a contrast in your drawings, creating a, like a break, a di- difference in your drawings. For instance, if you've got something that's full of details, there's nothing to give the eye a break. You know, if if there's loads of circles going on, again, it's very samey. So you try to break up these circles with lines, with straight lines. You try to break up your details with blank areas or areas of no detail. And it's the same thing with you know, having your contrast um, with the lines as well. You've got your thick lines and you've got your thin lines and it just kind of gives you a little bit of interest to the eye. And there's something yeah. I've been very conscious with for a while. And there's something I'm slowly trying to incorporate in. Um, uh, you know, it's all about um, the, the line psychology and, you know, uh, with art. It's the same with um, what Disney would do as well. I mean, if, if you've got your round shapes, 
and your, your chunky shapes immediately because there's no sharp corners it, it lends it tends to have a kind of a almost a friendly thing about it it yeah. lenses look at you know look at look at Pooh Bear, for instance and then if you're looking at sharp thin shapes and spiky shapes immediately your brain's telling you that that's not as friendly um you know if, if like um i don't know some kind of wicked you know the, the, a wicked witch or the queen in snow white yeah, and it's those kind of the way that psychology, you know, the psychology works just by looking. Lies, uh, like subliminal, you know, it's, um, subliminal kind of said a word, um, and that's kind of what I, I'm trying to incorporate in. You know, that's why I've got lots of curves and curves and round things and big flat shapes, and you also combine them with little thin shapes as well. It's just something I've been looking at and been reading about. So, so I'm trying to incorporate into my stuff. True story. Yeah. No, it's a... um, but as as I said about the robot thing, it's because I, I I'm trying to another reason um, with all the uh, me doing these um, the the sketchbook is because I I also want to work on my my anatomy. I've been reading a lot about anatomy as well. I like anatomy for artists, and it's something that I mean I, I don't know if you saw I did a doc hoc yesterday. I did see the doc hoc. Trying to be able to draw believable figures and believable poses without reference, and it's something that you've, it takes a long time. And I've always, but it's something that if I've got the sketchbook, um, I can do all these little pencil, quick pencil sketches and trying to get some. It's all about gesture drawing and trying to get something, as opposed to. I mean, the more you spend spend time on it. Weirdly, suppose you spend time trying to get a pose right. Chances are you're not going to get that pose right. It becomes static. Yeah. Using a sketchbook, you can get all these scribbles down, and you know you get your flow in and your gesture lines. And um, so again, that's another reason behind sketchbooking in a different way to the have been. You know, so, so to summarise, <laughs> getting a sketchbook you're not too worried about cocking up in. You know. So you're not as precious with it as I would be with an expensive tone sketchbook. So it's just a cheap white sketchbook. But I'm not gonna, you know, if I I can rip a page out, I'm not to worry too much about it. Well, it's like um, you posted something about starting a new sketchbook, and Susie Gander commented, didn't she, about um, she's always dubious about oh, going on about the first the fears. One. Yeah, and I yeah, I put that I'd rather mess up the first page than the last. Yeah, absolutely. No, you're quite true, quite right there. You expect it, though, and that's not to say you won't mess up the last one as well, because it does happen, because mm. you just have off days. Yeah, but some days more, more than others. But it's it's kind of more likely as well to mess up the last page and the first page because you've got yeah. that anticipation of finishing the sketchbook. So you might not be in the right headspace of oh, I'm going to draw tonight, but it's like oh, come on, I've only got one more page to do. I might as well do something. And um, chances are, you know, it's, you know, like uh, you just kind of you cock it up because you're not really ready to draw. You're yeah. just drawing for the sake of it, you know? Yeah, I get what you mean. It's, uh, it's well, it's a mindset, isn't it? But Like I say, mm. sometimes the more you want to draw, the less you are able to. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. It's like, um, yeah, I can have an idea for a drawing that I want to do and I'm really excited about it, but then when I come to do it, it just doesn't go from my head mm. to the page and it's just like, it's not worth it, walk away. Swear a little bit uh, yeah. and walk off. Uh, again, that is a good thing about rough sketchbooks. Yeah. You know, because you can just scribble and scribble and scribble. Um, 
that whole thing about not 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 kind of having an idea in your mind before you start drawing or whatever uh, that is another thing that I've been trying to kind of get my head around as well but literally putting a pen to, pencil to a page and not thinking about it and then seeing where your lines take you um, again that is something just to I keep mentioning the guy it should be a drinking game every time I mention the name Jake Parker we should have a drink yeah. um, but it's something Jake Parker says he will basically um, I've been watching videos of him about sketchbooking and he will literally sit down and he will talk about what is going on in his head. You know, oh, I don't want to draw until I've got a blue pencil on that. You know, oh, look, I've drawn a square. You know, look, you know, the, the left side tapers off a bit more. It could be a perspective. I know, maybe it's some kind of flying thing. And then maybe there's something on top of it. And he'll be saying all these as he's just scribbling on the page. And once he's got these basic lines, he'll see something. And from there, he will produce this amazing drawing. Yeah. You know, no idea what he's going to draw before he sits down. And I quite like that idea. That kind of quite loose and quite fun and quite exciting in a weird lockdown kind of way. Yeah, I mean, it's why I bought this little pocket sketchbook that I've just been carrying around with me, which admittedly I tend to sit at home and draw in it rather than do it out on the go like I'm supposed to. Mm. But it's just having a little sketchbook handy that you can just scribble something in. Or if you've got an mm. idea for a comic panel, you can sort of rough it out in that. It doesn't matter kind of thing. See what works, play around with colours, that sort of thing. Yeah. Or, you know, as best as you can, play around with colours with what you've got physically to hand. Mm. But it gives you enough of an idea of, you can be like, I kind of like that, but I'd quite like to change the shade, but you can do that digitally now, so. It's, it's all that sort of thing, but, but yeah, and, um, anything else you sort of, are you drawing different things, or is it still the robots and the portraits, and I don't mean to say still, like it's a different <laughs> Still, is that all you're drawing, just robots and portraits? <laughs> If I meant this, this is though, I'd have said just. Yeah. <laughs> There's no more dismissive word than just. <laughs> is that what you wrote? Just that. Um, so, what, a sketchbooking, no. I mean, I'm trying to, as I said, I'm working on my anatomy and my poses and things like that. Again, from imagination. Um, commission wise, uh, I've had a few interesting ones recently. I did an elephant a while ago. Um, Are you still doing the breastfeeding ones, or have they. Dried up, um, no pun intended. <laughs> oh, good God, can we cut this bit? Um, I, have, um, I haven't, ha- haven't got any more on the go. Um, I've done, I don't know, one, two, three, four, about six or seven, I think. Cool. Um, That's way more than I thought they'd be a call for. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're very, very popular. Yeah, I know. And we, and, and we have Mr. Otway to thank for this. We do. He's a translator. In so many ways. <laughs> in so many ways. Um, uh, well, I've had a, okay, as I said, a couple of commissions. I've trying to think of anything interesting. Um, All right. Well, then. So what I will tell you. What, sorry, go. On. No, you you go. You finish your thing, and then because I was going to lead us on a new train. So. Okay, I'm still on this train at the moment. Uh, one thing I would like to actually mention is something that I that I did did a bit of an art swap recently. And a big shout out to a guy called Bert's Bench. He's on Instagram looking him up. I think it's Bert's over underscore or hyphen bench. And he's a he's a model maker. Um, I think he's in his mid forties. And I think it's a hobby. He's a he's, he's a set up on a date. <laughs> he does like Korean. He's out. a Pisces. He's <laughs> turn offs and turn ons. And um he's based in Seattle. And um, he makes these awesome robots out of 
plumbing material, things like pipes and um, different kind of valves and things like that, anything he can get his hands on. Um, he came up on my like one of those we recommend following this guy on Instagram, and I've been following his work and he's great. And the thing is, he will um, is this is painted things. He will make little models up of these robots and then he will they look really scratched and they look like they're really heavy and metal and just got a real personality to them it's stuff I mean they, it's got a those robots have a certain personality in them the same way that um, uh, Matt Dixon's robots have a personality in them as well because they're all very blank eyes and stuff but there's still that kind of charm about them with the big hands and the big feet and the blockiness um, so uh, he yeah he we we spoke um, I contacted him about these I didn't realise he was in Seattle about these robots because you know I, I collect robots and um, we ended up doing an art swap because he has a set of four or five different robots that he makes out of these pieces of plumbing and things and um, I chose one that I kind of wanted he said tell you what do a drawing of it and I'll send you a send you it. So I did. We did a bit of an art swap, and um, it came in the post last week. Uh, it's absolutely fantastic. He's what? He's probably about six or seven inches tall, made out of some kind of twisty under the sink plumbing thing. I don't know my plumbing. Um, and he's really great. Uh, he's. he's I'll, I'll put up. I'll tell you what. Would you post it I'll, again? I'll, I'll post another picture upon it. Um, I'll post a picture of it on the thing, but it's, he's absolutely great. He looks and great from the also, pictures he sent. He's fab, yeah, and uh, and the pictures do not do him justice either. And he's movable as well; his head moves and his arms move. Cool. And um, so yeah, this guy's called Bert Bench. Look him up, and um, yeah, really good and uh, and, and cheap, <laughs> really not expensive, not even from Seattle. I won't go into details, but quite surprised me actually. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's that. And um, I'm also going to give, sorry, I'm going to give another shout-out. I know we do shout-outs at the end. But there's another another Instagram page that I've really kind of been talking to as well. And um, the Instagram page is called Draw Me a Robot. Right. And he's been going for years and years and years. Uh, and what he does, he sets his big competitions every week. And he has some reasonably big names as well to sponsor prizes and things. And he, I don't, not, I don't think the, the guy who runs the site, I don't think he draws himself. It's not about his art. It's just he loves robots and he loves pictures of robots. So the whole, that's the challenge. The challenge is draw me a robot. And he's got about six or seven thousand followers. And um, he, we kind of got in touch with each other. I kind of got in touch with him, you know, saying, oh, you know, I introduced myself. I quite like drawing robots as well. And then he just kind of, he, I don't know, he just he, he kind of sent a message back saying that he really, really liked my work. And then he started pushing me a couple of weeks ago, started pushing my stuff on on his page. And like I got like a like a hundred new followers in like three days, which is incredible. Nice. So I kind of want to thank him as well. So yeah, isn't it? Um, draw me a robot. It's also on Instagram. Really good stuff on there. Um, he's got yeah his weekly champion challenges are really good. Um, sorry, monthly challenges, not weekly, monthly. Um, there's one at the moment. It's really interesting. All he's got is a silhouette 
of a like a like a chibi. Is that the name? Is that the, like the Japanese cartoon? Is it chibi or chibi? Yeah, I think so. Something like that. Yeah, chibi. Yeah, a bit. It's a bit like. It's basically it's a outline of a of a of a dinosaur, a bit like Bubble Bubble. If you remember Bubble Bubble, the old yeah. game, and it's an outline of that. And the challenge is fill out the silhouette, draw the silhouette, and the things that people come out with are incredible. You know, robot dinosaurs, um, weird hungry plant things. You just can go through it because he posts a few every day with people are drawing and bringing it. You know, um, yeah, really interesting stuff. Um, and yeah, there, there was one last. The last month was a uh, it was a cartoon of a van, of a Volkswagen van, like like done in a very kind of graffiti style, surfer dude style. And it was draw this van in your style. You know, people were making them into transformers and big monster trucks and things like that. You know, uh, it's really good stuff on there. So yeah, cool. check him out as well. Yeah. Well, um, you have to send me the links, and I'll put them in the show notes. Yes, I'll do that. Absolutely. You'll have to do it straight after this because I'm editing it, so it'll go out tomorrow morning, hopefully. So, oh, okay. Yeah. But, but yeah. No. Um. Just sort of briefly then on the art thing quickly, because I've been watching landscape artist of the year i don't know whether you watch it or not what are your feelings on landscapes you ever been tempted to have a bash or honestly no um it hasn't really appealed to me i was going to say i find them really boring but no not at all no i've never had a go at landscapes um and it isn't something that I, i think they're amazing i mean my art teacher um my life drawing art teacher also does a lot of landscapes as well and it's amazing how his style goes over from life drawing to yeah. landscapes. You can tell it's the same artist. He puts nipples um, on hills. <laughs> he puts nipples on hills. Can this, I think that's going to be the name of his podcast, Nipples on Hills. Our <laughs> <laughs> um, listening um, figures might go up for the wrong reasons. <laughs> uh, but, um, no, it's, it's, I mean, you know, I've been watching Bob Ross for years as well. It's something I've never had a crack at. Um, no, do you watch Landscape Artists of the Year? No, I don't. No. I just started watching it just to. There was nothing else on. And I, yeah. It. I mean, the interviews with the landscapes are pretty shit, but it's not like when they got a celebrity <laughs> in. <laughs> they could have like a celebrity landscape. Like, <laughs> they can't get. They can't get Big Ben or anything like that, you know. But it's all right. It's still quite interesting to watch. But yeah. But yeah, it's. Uh, I was just thinking. I was like. Hated doing landscapes at school when they used to make us do them. You know, yeah. they draw a picture of what it looks like outside your bedroom window. So, uh, oh my god, we had to do that, didn't we? Do you know? I found, in fact, I'm, uh, I don't know if I go very quickly. We might, the, it might be past now. But what I found, Stu, was my old school sketch pad. Oh, mine's in the shed somewhere. Mine is right here um, somewhere. But at the back is the list of all the things we had to draw. Um, do you remember we had that list that you know with like our our um, oh, family uh, pet really? member of the family working wasn't it? Um, yeah, and I was looking at it the other day. I'm not going to find it. Just quickly go through my old sketch pads, but I'm sure I will not be able to find it. So we'll have to have to move on. But it was things like that because you had different. You had biro pencil link, didn't you? Yeah. And then we had to kind of draw something every week. And me and you always used, used to compete. That was, you know, uh, and, and like draw together. Sometimes we used to draw the same thing, didn't we? Yeah. Um, but no, I can't find it now, which is annoying. Well, once I drew my dog and it beat your cat, and it was all over. <laughs> and what really happened? 
um, we ended up giving them to each other's wedding presents. <laughs> <laughs> we did. And I found your dog the other day. I've got it here somewhere. Well, I don't yeah. so. It should be pride of place on your fucking wall. Oh, it should be, shouldn't it? I should, yeah, put it up with my um, yeah, <laughs> drawing some other artists. Yeah. Tear down the Edmonton Brothers ones. That's rubbish compared to what I... <laughs> that Rhino comic signed by Stanley, that can come down. <laughs> Plays it with some proper art. <laughs> That's it, exactly. By an artist who knows how to cover his Byron mistakes by scrubbing over it. <laughs> and making it look like dark fur. See? <laughs> that was all coming out now, that. <laughs> See, that's there it. are no that mistakes, there's just 20... happy accidents. Yeah. Ross. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that, that that little stick, it was 25 years coming out, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Stark fur on mistake. <laughs> no, that's. I'm not saying that's what happened. I'm just. It's oh, a it's hypothetical. Like... But you're not saying it didn't happen. I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm not saying it didn't happen. <laughs> I'm saying it's up to Bellens to perceive what happened. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, no, it's it's weirdly good time for art stuff on telly. Well, not necessarily mm. good, but because you've got Grayson's Art Club's back mm-hmm. on Fridays. Which on I still Channel haven't 4. seen that. I recommend it. Mm. It's. It's quite nice and gentle. It feels odd. It feels like it should be on on a Sunday, like it was the first series. Mm. But it's just quite a nice, gentle art programme. It feels a bit... I know it's got that sort of Bob Ross vibe to it a little bit. Oh, okay. In that it's just that sort of gentle, cosy, like when it breaks to them in the studio eating their lunch. It's yeah. Like when you used to go to your nan, they'd stop for lunch and they'd have like whatever was left over or a salad or whatever. But <laughs> it's just really good. There's a really good Facebook group now as well that they've set up. There's just lots of people posting their art and stuff up on there, and that's really good. Hmm. But um, yeah, you've got that. Like you say, you've got Bob Ross on channel on BBC Four. That's the most relaxing thing you can watch. That by Bob Ross. It is, but I just kind of want to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit like when the kids were little and you put on In the Night Garden and that sort of yes. Exactly that. It's like an adult version of In the Night Garden. It is. It's just so yeah. stupid. And, but, but yeah, you've got that. You've got that Drawers Off that started on Channel 4, which is... Yeah, it's all right. It's, so it's, is it called Drawers Off because it's got naked people on it? Yeah, but they're not naked yeah. because obviously it's 5.30 tea time on Channel Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's all right. It's a bit... I don't like the art expert on it mm. she's a bit arty well she's a bit mean sounding I don't think she means to sound mean but it's just the tone she uses and then when she does praise them it sounds really condescending yeah <laughs> does she like tap them on the back and say they're going to put it up on the fridge a bit like Simon Cowell you know, yeah, he sounds okay. like a prick or he sounds like he's talking down to you yeah and that's no disrespect to Simon Cowell that's just how he comes across as a judge please don't sue because we got nothing. We got nothing. A robot. What's this, what's this we we're talking about? It's you. Shit. All Andy's idea. I'm innocent. He writes the script. It's I, I can send it to you to prove there is a script. You couldn't find a judge in the land to say you've got a script. 
<laughs> Touche. Um, yes. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I just, yeah, she's a bit cold, but it's, it's all right. Mm. Again, it's, it's what you'd expect for a tea time channel four, but it's basically there's five artists and it's a different one. Each day is the life model. And then oh, the other four oh, draw. Five artists. Yeah. Okay. And then it, at the end, they all blind vote. Well, not blind vote, but you know, secret vote yeah. for which one they like the best, and they can't vote for themselves. Um, but it's an interesting mix of because they only get an hour. It sounds, to as well. It's basically the same um, yeah. uh, concept as um, combine with me. Yeah, but we draw it with artists. Yeah, with artists. So yeah, it's a bit like portrait of the year mashed with come dine with me, but instead of mm. four or five hours, they get an hour. And they've got yeah. to constantly deal with the woman hovering over them, either praising them in a condescending way or telling them what they're doing shit in a <laughs> condescending way. I, I'm going to have to watch this, aren't I? But, yeah, you can probably get it on catch-up. But yeah. But yeah, and again, to be clear, that might not be your intention. It's just how she comes across to me and Catherine. <laughs> yeah. Even Cat was like, oh, she sounds a bit bitchy. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, so, check your, check your wife. That's perhaps well. what they're going for. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it doesn't feel as friendly as they do on Portrait Artist of the Year. Yeah. Where even when they're like, you know, I think your perspective's a little bit off, they say it in a way that you're kind of like, yeah, it is, you scamps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you. <laughs> but she says it on that in a way that would make me throw my easel at her. Yeah. And just <laughs> drop off out. Are you fucking doing that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do a do a do a PS Morgan and just storm off. <laughs> oh, topical. Oh, topical, topical, topical. We don't do topical on this. No, anyway, the Harry and Meghan interview. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Stop it. Um, speaking of royalty, though, we both watched okay. Coming to America. Not to be confused oh, with yes. Coming to America. We watched Coming to America. Coming to. America. Yeah, we ah yes, and we haven't spoken about this yet, have we? So we we're going in uh, raw. We're going in bareback on this one. Like Eddie Murphy raw. We're going in yeah, exactly very good. We're going in unlubed. Unlubed. So you watched it Friday morning when it dropped, and I watched yes, it. Yes, I did. Saturday. No, 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 no Stu, I did not watch it uh, Friday morning because I should have been working on Friday morning. So no, I didn't. I waited ah, until I, I meant you finished work work. on Friday. Um, <laughs> yes, that's it. Yeah. Or before work on Friday. Yes, I watched it before work on Friday. <laughs> There's not a judge in the land. <laughs> there is not a judge in the land. <laughs> so, yeah, you watched it before work on Friday. Correct, yes. Um, before I started yeah. work on Friday. <laughs> I, I watched it Saturday. Um, so, let's go with your opinion then. How okay, did you feel? So, I watched... Actually, before we dive in, what's your feelings yeah. on the first one? So, I rewatched the first one the night before. And I, I, I like, I mean, it's, it's of its time, isn't it? Um, yeah, but I let's like take it. out the problematic things that is, will come with any 80s movie now. I mean, the racism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like the first one. It's quite good fun. Um, it's, you know, it's got quite good intentions. And um, uh, yeah, it, it is fun, isn't it? I mean, it's a classic. Well, to be fair, if it didn't have swearing and boobs in it, it would yeah. be a PG family film. It's got all those elements of a modern day fairy tale, hasn't it? Yeah. Where's the boobs? Uh, the royal well, penis the, is clean. The royal, the royal, yeah, the, the cleaners, of course, are the, the, 
the bathers. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, it does absolutely. It's a you know it's a it's a it's your classic kind of um, what is it the kind of it's, um, it's your racist yeah. John Landis movie, isn't it? Exactly what it is. Yeah. But. Yeah, uh, I've always enjoyed it. It's very watchable. It's quite good fun. And there's some. It's, it's quite aware of itself, isn't it? Some really nice little cameos in there. Um, it's, it doesn't take itself too seriously. There are some great moments, like, like you know, explaining why McDowell's is trying to be sued by McDonald's. I've always, you know, that's, that's always good fun. Yeah, they use an unseeded band as a poster. <laughs> poster McDonald's uses a seeded band, that kind of thing. That's it. It's a complete um, yeah, and then you got the 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 the, 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 um, the barbers as well, the barber shop. So yeah, no, I really like the first one. So with that in mind, Come then on. let's um, let's go with uh, coming from coming to America to coming to America. Yeah, the world of difference. <laughs> um, again, I have no idea what you thought of it, but I actually really enjoyed it. I thought it was great fun. Um, there are some bits in it you you think that there are kind of obviously. They try to reference the first film as much as possible, and it reference it. They do scenes from it. <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they do because they basically almost rewrite one of the scenes from the first films, which yeah was a bit crowbarred in because that definitely didn't happen. Um, well, I mean, they tell the story uh, of the first film with clips from the first film at one point. That is very true. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and obviously, there are cameos from some of the characters from the first film that there's no reason for them to be in it just because they were in the first film, you know. Yeah. Um, but I, I enjoyed it. It's the same kind of, uh, that same kind of lightness about it that the first film had. Um, again, there was a lot of reoccurring jokes, a lot of in-jokes. Um, and um, the only thing I, the, the kind of, I didn't like um, the, his character as much. Um, and what's his name? And um, uh, not not. What was his? What was his name? Was Eddie Murphy's prince name? Not Ab- Abdu. Ab- Zakim, isn't it? Zakim, of course, it's Zakim. Yeah, I didn't like his character as much. I thought he was missing. Yeah, okay, but he's obviously grown up a little bit. And it's, can we say spoilers on here? Uh, um, yeah. All right, we're going to do spoilers for coming to spoilers, America. Spoilers. Spoilers. So skip on five minutes if... Yeah. Um, That's coming to America, not coming to America. We'll spoil Um, both. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, obviously his dad's just died, uh, which I love that scene. The the funeral that you can see, I thought was great. Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman and Salt and Pepper. And And, um, in Vogue, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. Um, And... Uh, and so yeah, but I don't know. It just didn't have that same kind of. It was almost like that was so important to him in the first film. Yeah, yeah. okay, maybe that's part of the part of the plot because he turns around and realizes that his son's going through the same thing that he went through. It's almost like he just totally forgot. You know, he become this other person, and I don't know if I like that as much. This is endearing. Yeah. Um. But no, I really enjoyed it. I'd happily watch it again. Um, as I said, the cameos didn't really make much sense. It was all a bit crowbarred in. As you said, there were pieces of a lot of stuff in the first film. Um, it was almost like a, re- a reprise, wasn't it? It was yeah. coming to America, the reprise. It was just very much a, oh, let's do all that again because this bit worked in the first film. Let's do it again in this film. Um, uh, but yeah, it, it, I really like things like the, 
the the king's assistant, and I can't remember his name, the big chap, who's already can sing like a bird. I liked I liked that bit, you know, I liked the fact he was still in it and you know. Um and yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was good fun. You? I did not. <laughs> no? I loved the first film. I deliberately didn't watch the first film again before watching this one because I knew it would just taint it. So I wanted to yeah. go in as much as I could watching this as its own film. Yeah. You know, as much as you can watch it. But yeah. I just, I loved Wesley Snipes. I thought Wesley Snipes' character was he great. He was great. Yeah, he was I thought he, he was, was really superb. Because yeah. if you can have a motherfucker ice skating uphill, you get Wesley Snipes. <laughs> but I just... I don't know, it just suffered that thing of a sequel nobody wanted 30 years after. And it is pretty yeah. much a remake. And it's called Coming to America, and it should be called Coming to America for Five Minutes Twice. Yes, I, I was about to say that. Coming to America, but they, oh yeah, they don't really spend a lot of time in America. It's, it wasn't offensive. I didn't hate it, hate it. I just, it was just meh. And I found it really fucking dragged, which you don't yeah. want in a comedy. Like I say, the first one's one of my favourites. It's just, I think, I prefer Trading Places slightly. Mm-hmm. Um, again, as problematic as that film is now. But, um, yeah, um, I like that, you know, they kept the Duke Brothers thing, so it's still part of that Trading Places coming to America yeah. world by having yeah, this grandson. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I thought the kid that played his son was good. I thought I couldn't really fault the cast; they were all great. I thought Leslie Jones was really good as well as the woman he slept with, that was the mother. Yeah, of, yeah she was great. Of his bastard son, as they constantly refer to. Yeah, him. yeah. It was. Yeah. And Tracy Morgan was good as well. I thought. Yeah, it just like I say, it was entertaining enough, but I didn't laugh, which is a problem in a comedy. Yeah. It just felt a little yeah. bit. And it did that fucking annoying thing that films keep doing where they're like, aren't we so cool and self-referential? Where it's mm. like, you know, they talk about it's all superhero movies or sequels to 30-year-old films that nobody wanted. Yes. Don't do that, that in your yeah. film because it's really fucking annoying. And it just highlights like the fact that... All that was missing was a wink to the camera, wasn't it? That's yeah. It. It's like, you're not Scream. Stop doing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. um... I mean, like I say, it was harmless, and I'm glad I've seen it, but I, if you asked me to go beat by beat through it, I couldn't honestly tell you what mm. happened. <laughs> I struggled Would you watch it again? It. Nah, not in a rush. Yeah. Possibly a bit further down the line where I'll possibly watch it again to be like, was it as myth as I remember? But it's just, yeah, and like you say, it's character didn't seem to have grown but at the same time didn't feel quite right no absolutely and I thought there was going to be more with the daughters and that was just sort of they were there when they needed them and yeah that's exactly it they were there at the end there was a, a certain like so I can't yeah, you kind of ended did he become the prince to become the king or did they I honestly can't remember because I thought it was going to be that he'd go and live his life how he wanted and they'd one of the daughters. No, they, the they, they moved. Murphy. Yeah, no, they moved back to Zakunda, didn't they? Zakunda? It is Zakunda. I always get that. Yeah. Oh, it, the one joke oh, I did Wakanda. really like. Zakunda or Wakanda? <laughs> one of those Black Panther. The, the one joke I really liked, but it had been spoiled before the film, was that the country that um, Wesley Snipes comes from is Nextoria. Nextoria? Yes. That's a genius joke. That's the kind <laughs> of joke where they're like, we can go home for the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's like unattainium but funny <laughs> yes absolutely 
but I, but I yeah. think I missed that joke. Yeah, damn it. Yeah, it was a great little wordplay joke, but but yeah, I, I, I quite I, I liked Wesley Snipes. I thought liked Arsenio Hall. I liked the bit and bits in the barber shop again. But again, it just yeah. felt kind of like we did this last time. The only thing yeah. that would have made those perfect is if the guy getting his haircut was Cooper Gooding Jr. again. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. Like it wasn't the original. Yeah, that would have been great. But, um, but, but there was that one bit um, I thought was quite a very quite good um, in the first one where that woman who he's supposed to marry at the beginning is get said to bark like a dog. Yeah, and then in the second one she's gone absolutely insane and she keeps barking like a dog. I thought that was quite yeah. good. I missed that. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh. No, I thought that was ace. That was quite. She basically got mental. She was so distraught by the letdown. She's basically thinks she's a dog now. She's barking like a dog with everybody. See, that uh, was the other clever. problem is that my mind started to wander. Yeah. Because I, you know, was trying to watch it with not looking at my phone, but at a certain point, I was just kind of mm, just wonder what's happening <laughs> elsewhere. <laughs> and then I think I started doing some drawing during it. Yeah. Which. It's, which I only tend to do if it's a film I've seen loads of times or a film that I'm only half interested in. Yeah. But, but no, I mean, I recommend people watch it, make mm. up their own mind kind of thing, because I'm not one of those people that's like, don't watch it. I mean, I'm curious to see the Snyder Cut, obviously. Oh, of course you are, absolutely. Coming to America, because I think every <laughs> bad film or film I don't like just needs a Snyder Cut. I'm guessing. I'm guessing you're not literally looking forward to watching the Snyder Cut. I don't care either way. <laughs> <laughs> if it's if I don't have to pay for it and it's on telly or something, I'll probably watch it out of curiosity, same as I watched Batman v Superman out of curiosity. Yeah, but I'm just not that bothered about it. I didn't mm. dislike the Justice League movie that came out. It's crap, but I enjoyed it. But it was on. It entertained me at least, which is more than I can say for Man of Steel and. BVS but yeah I just to be honest if it wasn't for the fact that every two minutes there's a new story or a new clip released from the film yeah or you won't believe the cameo that's coming at the end of the thing it's a massive surprise it's like no it's Martian Manhunter isn't it so, yeah <laughs> or you know Zack Snyder saying how he's never watched the uh, one that got released in cinemas but it's shit and he's going to burn it. Uh, Whatever, dude. (laughs) I mean, I know there's other Joss Whedon issues going on at the moment, but Mm. it just seems a little bit unfair from a career standpoint to be shitting on the film he had to do based on what Studio Elex told him to do. Yeah. Like I say, there's a whole other load of issues going on with Joss Whedon at the moment that we're not the podcast to touch on that because, you know, but that shit is wrong and not the kind of thing we go for. But we can't yeah. do serious talk because we end up following it up with a fucking inappropriate joke. So <laughs> we tend not to touch those things anymore. Um, but yeah, um, but the, yeah, they're just piling on the Joss Whedon cut. And it's the fucking Snyder Cut fans that I don't like. Mm. They're awful people. Not all of them. I'm sure there's some of them that are decent. But the majority of the ones online that, you know, if you don't like the Snyder films, you've either never read a comic book or you're just a Marvel butthurt fanboy. And I hate the term butthurt. It's like, where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> That's the kind of thing I expected one of my kids to come home from school with when they were five. He's just butthurt. I've never heard of that. Uh, 
it seems to have died off, thankfully, but occasionally it still pops up on a Snyder thread. Mm. Uh, worst thing you can, like, the lockdown equivalent of a danger sport is just going online, put in, not looking forward to the Snyder Cut, using the hashtag, <laughs> the Snyder Cut, yeah. and then just walking yeah. away. Yeah. <laughs> they will pile on you like fuck. Yeah. It's like if you like say anything group. negative, even if you're not interested, <laughs> even if you're like, you know, like if I'm happy that people are excited for it, but it just does nothing for me. They will pile onto you. It's like, oh, I bet you love the Marvel films because you're sick. You've never read a comic in your life. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, right, I've never read a comic in my life and I'm sick because I like the Marvel films. Whatever. Because mm. <laughs> I do like the Marvel films, but I can also admit that, you know, as a film, Avengers Endgame isn't a good film. It's a great end to that phase of the Marvel films, but if you took it in isolation as a standalone film... It's not yes, absolutely. Film. Yeah, no. but, but it's not designed it's not to be like that. Designed exactly. exactly. So I can I can happily accept that you know critically as a standalone piece of cinema, Endgame isn't a great film. It's probably a bit of a mess, but it did what it was designed to do. The, yeah, I, yeah, I think it's a very rewatchable, brilliant film, and I enjoyed it. It's. Yeah. It's a bit long in places. I could have cut an hour out of it, probably. But at the same time, I don't know what hour. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those nice things in it that still bother me. The whole five years later time jump bothers me. Mm. It just feels lazy. And yeah, it, the Hulk It, it leaves too many unanswered questions. Yeah. Like, if you vanished and then came back and Chantelle had remarried... What do you do? I'd be laughing. <laughs> if if you vanished and well, you know, you had kids and they disappeared and you were just distraught and couldn't live with it, so you blew your fucking head off, and then they came back <laughs> five years later. What the fuck? Because you know there were uh, my kids disappeared and there was no sign of them coming back. I'd fucking yeah, can't even imagine it. Imagine most parents couldn't, but I genuinely yeah. don't think I'd have fucking carried on. I'd either be a drunken fucking mess. <laughs> I don't know why. It'd be like the end of the mist, wouldn't it? You yeah. Know, like, four, four years and 360 days later. <laughs> I can't take it. I can't take it. Boom. That, the end later. of the mist still fucking haunts me. That film is great. Oh, I've got no desire to ever watch it again. I oh. bought it and just couldn't ever bring myself to watch it again. Yeah, horrific. Absolutely Horrific. We I remember us watching it because we didn't really know what we were watching, and then it was me tell. I think it was my brother-in-law and my sister-in-law. We were watching, and yeah, it was like we had to put some light on because we just couldn't handle it. I, I went to this. Um, no, I didn't. I watched it on. I bought it on DVD to watch because me and Leanne went to Cheltenham Cinema to watch Hellboy Two. Oh and yeah. Met my friend Dave there, and he'd just come out of the mist, and I was like, "Oh, I really want to see it. Is it good?" And he was like, "Yeah, it's fucking bleak though." But didn't give me any more indication than that. So I was really excited to see it on DVD. And I watched it on DVD. So I bought it. And I was like, I really look forward to watching this. And it's just, oh, it's so fucking dark. Yeah. Then you need to watch a bit of Bob Ross afterwards. You know it's dark. Because even yeah. Steve, Stephen King was like, just change the ending, please. Just go back to the book ending. Make it a bit. It's the yeah. look on the kid's face. Because he wakes up just as he's about to get shot in the face. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. Oh, it's it's one of those films. It's like glad I've seen it. Never want to watch it again. It's like yeah. that. A million dollar baby. That. Forget about it. Oh, I've not seen Million Dollar Baby. Again, great film. Well worth watching. Very rewarding to watch, but never want to see it again. 
<laughs> it's like Schindler's List. It's like you watch it once and... Yeah, that's done now. <laughs> Although I've never been able to get through it in one go. Okay, there are still bits of Schindler's that. List I've never seen. Yeah. It's just too much in one go. I've tried, and I feel horrible for having not watched it, because you should <laughs> watch it. But I just can't do it in one go. I get too upset, because you... Well, mm. you know what I'm like with stuff involving kids anyway. Yeah. So that magnified with the fact that Nazis are bastards. <laughs> That's putting it politely. Because I don't want to have to edit out harsher language. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just... I mean, it's an amazing... I've seen the end, and it's an amazing end, and it's generally yeah. a very powerful film. Um, but, yeah. No. <laughs> it's not the... I mean, there's something seriously wrong with you. You're like, you know, hey, come round, we'll watch Schindler's List, have a good time, get a pizza. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we should be friends anymore. <laughs> but... But, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Cheering it up a bit. Have you watched any other films or... Um, I've been watching yes yeah, so I've been re-watching all the Rocky movies which I think I've mentioned um, again for the 70 of time even Rocky 5 even Rocky 5 um, yeah, unfortunately yeah when you yeah I have re-watched Rocky 5 um, yeah again it's not really a film you want to watch over and over and over again cause it's absolutely terrible but it's <laughs> part of it so you've got to watch it see the Rocky um, films I never overly got on with Used to watch oh, them a lot as a kid because my childminder's son used to watch them. But yeah. as much as I love a sport movie, boxing movies don't generally do it for me. Yeah, uh, they're proper comfort movies for me. I can rewatch them over and over and over again. I bet you cheer when Apollo Creek dies, you bastard. <laughs> um, what else? Have I watched? Oh, uh, I watched the. I haven't seen the third one yet, but I've been rewatching the two, um, uh, Bill and Ted movies. I uh, see. I watched the third one because I watched all three on each day because I yeah. got the box set. Because I've been dying to see the third one. Oh, was it as good as you th- hoped? I need to watch it again because it is. But I'd also built it up so much in my head. Oh, I see. That it was never going to meet sort of the expectations I had. I must yeah. admit, I rewatched one and two, and I was really looking forward to watching Bogus Journey again because I'd not seen that in about ten, fifteen years. Yeah, as I remembered it being, but again, I think I built it up in my head that was like, I loved this as a kid. I fucking loved. Oh, it. So I loved it more than the first I, one. I didn't as remember the. I didn't remember the the hell bit being so horrific. I did, and I. Um, well, I watched it with Jack, and he was alright. But I was like, Do you know, who's playing the grandma. I was like, it's Bill. Bill plays his own grandma. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. Because I've. This year, I've started keeping a list of all the films I watch and all the... Uh, oh, yeah, series. I've seen that, yeah. So I will have an epic list by the end of the year, hopefully. But but I'm trying to watch a lot of stuff I've never seen before as well. Yeah. As well as catching favourites. But, um, yeah, I watched that. I watched a few decent documentaries recently. I watched um, one on Brian De Palma and um, there was one on The DeLorean. That was quite good. Oh, yes, I I've realize, not seen that yet. I didn't realise the guy that designed it was quite such a fucking scumbag. Yeah. Uh, again, this is my opinion. You may not be a scumbag. <laughs> um, I watched a really good documentary on the American election from 2000. Mm. Sort of the one that Bush controversially won. Um, I watched King Rocker, that's really good. Um, 
I've been catching up on films that I should have seen as well, like um, Idiocracy. Realised I've owned it for years and never actually watched it. Oh, okay, so that was it's, it's on Disney Plus now. Start. Um, I'm actually going to watch that. I've never seen that. But no, I, I, have. I can't remember what I have. Because I love Office Space, and yeah, I just never I could bring myself to watch it. Yeah, I did plan to watch that very soon. But, but yeah, so I've been watching those. I've watched the Britney Spears documentary that everybody was going on about, because Kat wanted to watch it, so I was like, yeah, I'll watch it. If yeah. nothing else, it's nostalgia for that sort of period. But my early 20s sort of thing but but yeah, yeah. That, was, that was interesting but as with all documentaries it's pretty much framed in her favour mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that you know that makes it any less true to life kind of thing but it's kind of a bit one-sided but then that is the way these things and yeah we've just been trying to watch films with the kids mm-hmm. on Sunday afternoons so which is difficult because Jack's got no real interest in watching a film so we just oh. been, just been letting Daniel pick um, kids yeah. so but yeah no so I'll have a list at the end of the year of, I post it up monthly the ones I watched in that yeah. But, but yeah so that's good fun but I'd say I've not seen much really new and exciting I'm waiting for Wonder Woman to come out on whatever comes out on but otherwise, I'm not Wonder Woman too. Yeah. Yeah. Wonder Woman no, coming to America. That, yep. <laughs> coming to America. <laughs> but it was one of those ones I was quite excited about watching, it, and then quite a few people lose opinions I respect. I uh, was just we're a bit like you know, it's a bit in the, in the middle. It's very, usually one of those Marmite movies. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. Well, I'll tell you what I did watch that I've not watched since I was a teenager. Dark Angel with Dolph Lundgren. Oh, blimey. Yeah, I don't have seen that since, one, um, since I was a kid either. Because it was, you know, for, if nothing else, for the immortal line, uh, I come in peace, you go in peace, that asshole. <laughs> that film is such good fucking fun. Um, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what I finally watched as well. Be Kind Rewind. Uh, Jack Black. Yeah, where they. I watched it purely because. Yeah, I watched that purely because there's Robocop thing on the front cover. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't remember it being as good as I wanted it to be. I quite enjoyed it. I think I'd lowered my expectations suitably over the years, kind of thing. But I watched that and quite enjoyed it. I watched Warcraft today as well, which was all right. Okay. I'll tell you a while ago. So I got around to watching. Yeah. That was all right. And um, I watched Moxie on Netflix. That was quite good. What's Moxie? I've not heard of Moxie. It's the film directed by Amy Hola from um, Parks and Rec. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's basically a high school one, but it's um, a girl starts a fanzine called Moxie about taking down the, uh, like, you know, the culture of the school, boys ranking yeah. the girls and that sort of thing. I'm not doing it any justice at all by that. But. Okay. But yeah, so I, I enjoyed that. That's worth checking out on Netflix if you mm. like that sort of thing. Have you been watching anything on the on uh, Disney Plus Star? Uh, no, not yet. There's a couple of things on there I want to see, but I've not been watching serial. I started rewatching Samurai Jack on Blu-ray. 
Yeah. Because I used to like that, but I'd never seen a complete series. So I was just, oh, okay. It used to be on late at night, and I used to either fall asleep or just forget it was on. Which is the problem with watching it now, is it kind of reminds me that it, I used to watch it about 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. <laughs> I instantly put it on, and I'm like, I'll go to sleep, to be honest. But it's an awesome series. Yeah, I've Obviously, never seen it. It's good. When I've finished watching it, I'll let you borrow it if you want. But it is like yeah, cool. five yeah. series of 13, 20-minute episodes. So, yeah. But no, it is... It is worth watching. Um, but yeah, no, otherwise, what about you? What have you been watching on Star? Desperate Housewives, I'm guessing. Oh, of course, yeah. You're all over <laughs> the Grey's Anatomy. Um, oh, absolutely. Uh, what have we been watching that now? We've been rewatching Will and Grace the last season. You can't really get any, um, a bit else on, on Star. So you still like that? Um, I any of the new series. Yeah. Um, I can recommend Cougar Town. Yeah, I've seen all of Cougar Town. I enjoyed Cougar Town. Yeah, it's great, great series. And we've been, though it's not been on Disney Star, we're going through a new girl at the moment. Uh, see, I couldn't get on with that. It was a bit kooky. Oh, I think it's great. It's really, yeah, it's nice. It's just one of those nice TV shows you can just kind of yeah, watch yeah, over you in the background, you know. Probably wasn't in the frame of mind for it. It's a few series yeah. I need to go back to like that. But. I've, I've watched a few episodes of The Muppets. Just something to have in the background when you're drawing. See, I want to watch that, but somebody said that Kermit's voice isn't right, and it wasn't right in the trailer they released, and it just bothered me. <laughs> oh, no, no, I meant, sorry, I meant the original series. Oh, the original series. Yeah, because it's yeah. the new one, isn't oh, it? The, yes, the, the, you are right about Kermit's voice in that one. Um, but no, the original, the first, you know, the actual original, original series, The Muppet Show. I got those on DVD. Yeah, but I've it's. It's odd because the first series, Miss Piggy is completely different. Yeah. Different voice, different personality. She's almost a background character in the first series. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I didn't remember that. No, I must have been. Say, yeah. I had best of ones on DVD. I don't know whether I bought the series as well. I might have had the series, but the ones they released on DVD anyway. So. Yeah. But no, um. Yeah, like I say, TV-wise, otherwise, I've not been watching a lot. It's just... What about WandaVision? Shitty detective programmes with Jason Priestley in. Um, <laughs> and I call them shitty, but I quite enjoy them, because I quite enjoy those crime-a-week jobs. Yeah. So, and who doesn't love Jason Priestley? He's in Deadly Oz 90210, for fuck's sake. <laughs> um, yes, I watched WandaVision. Um, like I say, a lot of other people have been discussing it ad nauseum anyway mm. um, I liked it it wasn't I don't think I liked it as much as some other people did yeah there were a couple of episodes where I was like move it on move it on move it on um, it didn't drag as much as yeah. the Marvel Netflix series seemed to in the middle yeah where it's like this could have been a nice tight six episodes of like Luke Cage but you put in these filler ones that are just really slowing it down um, but yeah no it was alright I liked the premise I'd quite like to watch it all again, knowing the end. Yeah. yeah like yeah. I say, we won't go into spoilers on it, but... Yeah. I think a lot it of It is one of those things where... ...had got it in their head that certain things were going to happen, or certain characters were going to appear, purely because they got it in their head yes. that happened. Yes. And uh, if if I've learned anything from Marvel, it's not to expect what you think you're expecting. Although I mm. thought the reveal of who the overall... Uh, protagonist 
antagonist is right. Antagonist, word, yeah. uh, who the overall antagonist of it was going to be. Mm. I mean, oh, you knew that, did you? I just figured it out. You mean Partly. you knew? You mean that you knew the character or the person? The character and the person. Oh, you knew both because I'd never actually heard of the character before. Uh, I'd not heard of the character. It was just those inevitable things of before it came out, the speculation of she, you know, so and so's playing a character named this. It's a possibility oh, okay. they could be this. And then it was just kind of like they featured that much, whereas the other ones didn't. Yeah, like, and it was an actress you recognised as well. Yeah, and it's clearly built into something. So, but I mean that's kind of the point of it. I think I don't think they were. It was hiding it under your nose kind of thing. Um, One thing I thought was interesting, and I don't know if I if we can really go into details here without spoiling anything, but what everyone I think it was episode five where they introduced a character and there was something about this character that basically made social media go absolutely nuts. Yeah. If, you, if, you, if, you follow, if you're following me. I'm following you. And then it turns out that there was no reason to get nuts because it doesn't look like... Unless they turn it around again, it doesn't no, I, I really think it mean... Was, uh, it was a Trevor Slattery situation, wasn't it? From Iron Man 3. Oh, yeah. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it just... It was. The last episode it, felt a bit rushed. Yeah. Although I did tear up a little bit with one bit, but, you know, mm. you can probably understand why, given... Yeah. Because it was like. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I wasn't crying my eyes out like Kevin Smith was. I didn't film myself. Well, did he film himself, did he? Yeah, he seems to film himself crying at a lot of things. but Which is awesome, you know, he gets that emotionally invested in them. But, but yeah, it's not... Plus, you know, I was watching it with the family, I couldn't be the only one sitting there crying. Yeah. <laughs> Dad's a wuss. <laughs> Dad's crying again, man. But, but, yeah, but we got Falcon and Winter Soldier to look for now. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I am. There was a thing today that was like, you know, it's got big shoes to step into following on from one division kind of thing. It's like, it's a completely different fucking beast. Yeah. So that would be like being like, you know, following Captain America Winter Soldier with Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Or yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy, rather. It's a completely yeah. different fucking tone and film. Mm. It'd be like going like, ooh. Got JFK, and then we're going to follow it up with an Eddie Murphy comedy. Oh, <laughs> big shoes to fill. It's not the same fucking thing. But, but yeah, it, uh, it was good. Um, like I say, I don't think they'll do more. I don't think you could do one division again like that. I'd like to see more no. of the Rand Vision. Yeah. But, um, um, yeah, I think it, it was. It was, it was to lead to, onto something, wasn't it? I think it yeah. was purely built, purely made to to get from A to B. Uh, yeah, and I think um, it fleshes out the... Because in the films, you sort of get snippets of their relationship, but you don't... Yeah. It never feels like a fully-fledged relationship based purely on what you see on screen kind of thing. 
and it flashes out Wanda as well. You know, yeah. obviously now we know more about her, and I don't think she's going to be the same character as she was before. No. Um, Especially in skill set. Well, that was the other thing with people expecting big Marvel character cameos. It wasn't yeah. about that. It was Wanda's story. And, you know, setting up the side characters for bigger things as well, potentially. I'd love to see more of Wong. Not Wong. Um, oh, what's his character's name? Wong's Doctor Strange. The FBI yeah. agent from Ant-Man. Yeah, yeah, the guy from Ant-Man, yeah. And uh, fresh off the boat. Uh, yeah, I'd love to see more of him. I'd quite like to see him and Darcy in more stuff. Yeah. I thought they worked really well together. So well, that, that was another little bit of a of a, a kind of um, a crowbar into it as well. Those three characters who happened to be minor characters in three other movies suddenly getting together. Yeah, but I liked that because it just gave yeah. me something to do. Okay, fair enough, yeah. And, you know, given that they all have Avengers experience... Yeah, they've all been around superheroes, it yeah. It kind of makes sense that they would eventually cross paths in a... All right, admittedly, a potentially slightly crowbarred way, but yeah, you kind of just got to allow for that. It's like the whole, you know, what are the odds of running into that character at that time in that place? It's like, well, the script said it. Yeah, <laughs> <So> <laughs> fair enough. But but yeah, speaking of comic book shows, um, yes. have you been reading any comics or anything um, exciting? No. No, not really comics, to be honest with you. Um, apart from I've started reading, not really comics and magazines, I've been reading uh, Imagine FX again, so I've been going through those digital art magazines again. There's some very good tips in there. What but story-wise, not really. One page of control, lol. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's a joke you've not brought up for a while. Cause you, <laughs> since you started, did start, since you started uh, digital arts, you haven't really brought that job back into it, have you? Well, no, only because you won't tell me which fucking button I press after which button. <laughs> yeah. Um, although, Just tell I me where been... the secret button is on my laptop, you prick. Yeah, that would be telling me. You've got to go to university for five years before you learn before they tell you that. Mm. I tried. Um, Control alt and type in tiger, and I just got a picture of a cake. <laughs> um, so, uh, apart from I have been going through slowly, going through the old Judge books, comic books from the beginning. The Judge Red ones. Um, yes, absolutely. Because I've got some of the, the big. Um, you got the case of the. Ah, uh, yeah, brilliant. So I've been going through those slowly, um, but yeah. That's kind of mainly it, really. How about you? What have you been reading? Uh, I've been reading different things, because I'm trying to save money, because, you know, spent a lot of money in the past, and shit catches up with you eventually. Um, I've been going through a lot of the books that I've just been sitting on for fucking ages and never actually read. Yeah. Um, and I've actually been using Comic House, because no, okay. being subscribed to it. Um so on, <laughs> I'm going to do a few. I'm going to do some small pressy ones and some slightly bigger ones. So um, I bought Barkin by Lucy Sullivan, which mm-hmm. is a really interesting book. Um, it's really good. Um, the art in it's stunning. The story's great. It just didn't quite connect with me. But that's not oh, okay. to dismiss the book because it's an amazing piece of work and I highly recommend people reading it. And I probably need to go back to it and read it again at another point. But yeah. at the time, it just didn't really gel with me and like I say that's not a criticism of the work I think the work is superb and it definitely deserves all the praise it's been getting 
It just, like say, it could have been the time I read it kind of thing. It just didn't connect. Um, or possibly wasn't what I was looking for at the time. But, you know, it arrived and I was excited to read it. Um, so, like I say, that sounds backhanded kind of thing. But, you know, what I mean, mm-hmm. um, just because I don't like something doesn't mean it's not good. And I'm not saying I didn't like it. I'm just saying it didn't connect with me. I'm digging a hole. Um, <laughs> You're digging a hole. But anyway, um, uh, I read the three volumes of Death Inc. by Charles H. Raymond, former guest mm-hmm. on and why not um, on Comic House so Death Inc. 1, 2 and 3 I really enjoyed those um, I'm, ne- when cons happen again I'm going to buy them physically often um, but yeah I read I remember cons I finally got a Comicsology account and read the first three issues of Let's All Die which is like a 80s slasher oh, horror nice. comic um, if you listen to the awesome pod they've recommended it on there loads of times um, but I couldn't get it physically, so I went on that and got it, and it's really good. Um, just annoying me sitting around waiting for the fourth one to drop. Um, mm. I got Haunting by Elise Richardson, which again they talked about on the Awesome Pod. That's really good. Um, are you polishing something? <laughs> yes, I'm polishing one out. Um, sorry, it's, um, I'm currently trying to stop the dog from barking. <laughs> Is that you? Do you need to come over, Fran? <laughs> I'm coming, Fran. I'm coming, Fran. I'm coming. I'm coming over, Fran. <laughs> um, I apologise. I've actually stuck in my dog. Because um, I'm trying to stop him from barking. <laughs> I'm polishing it. I'm knocking one out, yeah. I read the um, comic adaptation of Slaughterhouse-Five, which was yeah. superb. I loved it. I loved the book, and I always quite liked the film. Actually, no, I don't think I'd ever seen the film. But I've seen the film now, and I enjoyed it. But the book is like a perfect amalgamation of the two. Yeah. Um, I love that. I highly recommend that. Is that um, the... the, um, the um, well, that's sort of has rules, isn't it? Uh, sort of has five is the Kurt Vonnegut thing about the guy who's okay. sort of unstuck in time. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he exists. The story jumps around because he exists in all points of time at once kind of thing. So he's both alive and mm. dead. And, but, um, oh, okay. But yes, yeah, so I had those. Um, I finally read Seconds by Brian Lee O'Malley, which was his follow-up to Scott Pilgrim. Um, yeah. I bought ages ago from Proud Lion, like years ago, I think possibly 2017 time. Um, but I put off reading it because I loved Scott Pilgrim. And mm. I really, really liked the film as well. But I kind of didn't want to. I don't know. It kind of put me off reading the second one, as weird as that sounds. Yeah. But it's not connected to Scott Pilgrim. It's a completely different story, and it's it's all right. It's interesting. Again, it's it's very good, but it wasn't quite for me. Mm. That one more so. I just don't think it. I connected with it at all. Whereas with Barkin, I don't think I connected with it at the time. But I think it's something I want to go back to and read again, kind of thing. Yeah, uh, I finally read Sex Castle by um, Kyle Starks, which is superb. It's like an '80s action movie, like all those. Yeah. Tropes. he's like a former hitman who gets released from prison and tries to live a quiet life in a small town. 
So is his name Sex Castle? His name Sex Castle. Oh, cool. But he's like a Kurt Russell, Snake Plissken type. He's got an eye patch and the long one there. They, again, yeah. they'd recommend an awesome pod years ago when it came out. So I bought it then. Yeah. Just, you know what I'm like for buying books and never reading the fucking things. <laughs> say it's it's part of the reason that I'm one keeping a list of everything I read, so it sort of motivates me a bit. Yeah. And then, through, and I also want to do a big reread of Bone. Oh yeah. Because I've got the complete edition of that. I read that sure, about four years ago. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this issues of Bone I never read. Okay. I think I used to like you know get odd copies and read it, but I never actually read the complete run, even after I bought the book, because the books are beast. Yeah. It's it's really big, yeah. That's on my list. Have you got uh, Have you got the black and white version or the colour version? Black and white. Yeah. Um, tempted by the colour, but it's kind of like it's done in black and white, so. Yeah, actually. Um, but yeah, so that's on my that's my big reread for this year. That might be something I dig out in the summer to read. Yeah. Feels like it might be a good summer read kind of job but yeah so that's sort of what I've been reading um, yeah and that's sort of it really I, like I say slowly catching up on all the shit I haven't read and rereading some old favourites some old Superman issues from Be Youth yeah um, I reread a couple ahead of doing the Superman podcast with Damien and um, that so Reread a couple of those that were standout ones for me when I was younger, which was cool. And yeah, that's all of it. Otherwise, um, still, well, I haven't gone back to the third Jack Reacher book yet. <laughs> <laughs> You've read some of the Jack Reacher books, haven't you? I've read the first twelve. Yeah, I'm going through. Funny enough, they, do you find they hit like two thirds of the way in, and they just sort of hit a lull a little bit? When they do a little bit, and. Yeah, but also... Know, with when the first three, of... I've hit that point. Admittedly, the second one, I left it for a little while when he got stuck in the cave, because I just freaked the fuck out. My claustrophobia yeah. kicked in. Um, yeah, that's right. It just... The end seemed to, seemed to feel like so long. It's like you should be wrapping up shit up now. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I think after, like, the fifth book, you realise that there's a definite formula to them, and you can kind of... You almost kind of get to work out the formula yourself and you kind of can see what's coming. But they're yeah. good fun. They're good. They're good. It's just, like I say, I seem to hit a point two thirds in with the first three books where I've just then put them down yeah. and gone back to them for months. Um, Mike Collins had put that he was listening to the Audible versions. Yeah, that's what I listened to. Yeah. Um, I, I asked him about it because I said about, you know, that two thirds slump because I thought maybe somebody reading it, if it's somebody good yeah. reading it, then... Um, it'll keep that rhythm going whereas when you're trying to read the book and he's got that annoying habit of doing like you know of course what she didn't realise was that you know it couldn't be that because Reacher had already figured it out it's like awesome what was it then it, the next chapter yeah. is like what's going on over here like, oh fuck that I need the closure on the other thing this thing yeah. you're doing that's designed to make me keep turning pages is actually pissing me off and then you've got that line that's in every Reacher book about about twenty times, it's the line. Richard said nothing. Yeah, every well, that's time. That's become every, a joke, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, Richard said nothing. Because um, he's a great character. I'm looking forward to the TV series. When it yes it's on Amazon. Yeah, I am as well. Um, I love the first kind of... um, 
film with Tom Cruise. As much as people don't like Tom Cruise as Jack Reacher. I yeah, think, he wasn't Jack Reacher. I think. I think he works well in the context of the film, though, because that bar scene, when they yeah. take him outside, and he's like, you know, he's telling them how it's going to go down. Pay your bar tab now. Oh, pay it later. They won't. That whole thing, if it was Reacher from the book, you know, a condom stuff of walnuts. Yeah. Yeah. As he's described <laughs> in the third one. You'd be kind of like, yeah, you is, know yeah. he's going to take these fuckers down, but Tom Cruise, you look at him, you're like, you know, he's physically fit, but there is a chance we could take him. Mm. Whereas the Reacher of the book, if you said that to me, I'd be like, actually, you're fine, mate. Sit there. <laughs> no harm, no harm. <laughs> Let me get you a drink. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I thought for the context of that film particularly, Tom Cruise worked really well. I don't like the second film as much. No, I, I, I a little bit forcing in a family. We should have had a couple more. I'm nearly up out. to that. Yeah, I'm nearly it was up that to whole that. Let's build a family in, in reading order. Yeah. yeah, I believe the books does it better, but but yeah. So I'm slowly getting there. I've got all the Reacher books apart from the last one. Actually, what is saying that? What what was the name? What book was it? Was that based on the last Which one? The, the the second movie. What book was it based on? There's never back down. I never never go back. Never go back. Okay, yeah, I've got that one coming up. I think it's Jack Reacher's based on one shot. Yeah, one shot. Yeah, which it was called Jack Reacher long shot, one shot for a long time, and then they dropped the one shot when they finally released it. Oh, okay. But, but yeah, no, I just, like I say, I will get back to him. I just find him a bit of a slog, and I'm enjoying actually reading comics more again. Not that I didn't enjoy reading comics anyway, but actually properly sitting down and reading comics. Um, like I say, actually going back through the library, and so I finished off a book that I bought ages ago that I actually started. It was... Um, uh, it was, what's it called? Roots, I think. And I think I'd stopped reading it because I, again, it was one that I'm glad I read it, but it wasn't particularly for me. Yeah. Um, but I realised I'd not finished it, so I sort of went back and I could remember the beginning, so I went back a few pages and then just finished it to the end to say I'd read the full thing. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was alright, but. But yeah, no, I enjoy just dipping in and out of different comics, not being tied to one book. Because that's the problem with a novel. Yeah. Because I'm a slow reader as well. Hence why it takes me a year to read a Reacher. Book. <laughs> 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 but, or I mean, admittedly, that's like nine months of actually reading the Reacher book, and then three months of reading it every night before I go to sleep. Yeah. But but yeah, so I should get back in and finish that. But yeah, no, that's sort of it. For me, stuff always like I said, I could reel off a long list of shit I'd watched and read, mm. it's not particularly interesting for anybody. I'm amazed anybody made it this far, to be honest. <laughs> but, so they have. So, yeah. So, should we do sort of shout outs and wrap it up? I know you've done a couple already, but. Yeah, um, go on then, you can do your shout outs. I think I'm, yeah, do your shout outs. Uh, I'm gonna do a couple. So, my. Book shout out is going to be the first three volumes of, well, the three volumes of Death Inc. by Charles H. Raymond. I really enjoyed them. I read them January sort of time, so it's been, it was a while ago I read them, but mm-hmm. heartily recommend them. Uh, I'm going to do a shout out for the Terry Moore 
inside the studio or whatever he calls them on YouTube. If you just search Terry Moore on YouTube, they'll come up. They're really good. It's like they do a little bit of update on the book he's working on. Um, they do it in the hot seat where he answers a question. And then it's just him drawing a panel or drawing like he did one on hair and how you can use hair to do expression. That sort of thing. He did one on lettering, which finally showed me how to use that fucking lettering tool I've got. Um, but they're really good. Worth watching. They've got quite a nice Bob Rossi vibe to them again. I think it's just yeah. people drawing in general as a nice Bob Rossi vibe. Unless they're like, you know, yeah, I did this and this and this. Fucking pooches. <laughs> um, but no feet. Don't do feet. <laughs> um, yeah, unless they're that sort of thing. I I tend to find them quite nice and nice. But yeah, they're nice to watch and just draw and copy and practice and do your own thing with, you know, what art things should be. Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, and I'm going to do a podcast shout out, which is for John Tucker's This Foul Earth. Which mm-hmm. The first series has just ended, but it's superb. If you've read a John Tucker comic, think of that as a podcast. It's basically this docu-series of found interviews with different people of Wales. Okay. It's an abandoned project, but they all sound suspiciously like John. <laughs> I do that. And, um, it's got a very dodgy narrator at the beginning telling you what it is, but um, he's done great ones. Uh, my favourite, I think, is The Liar, which is about the guy that tells like blatant lies in the pub. So, you know... <laughs> was in the Smiths before Morrissey was in it or whatever. Those you know those kind of blokes? Or the guy that's got connections to the music industry or you know, yeah I was a jammer in Star Wars. <laughs> that sort of prick he used to find in pubs. I don't know whether you still get him in pubs or not. I haven't been in a pub for years. <laughs> but yeah, that one was probably my favourite. Um but yeah, like I say, the first series has just ended. I think it's like yeah. six episodes. And they're like 15, <clears throat> 15 minutes long. I'll have to give that a listen. I've not heard that. Yeah, it's, you know, like his comics are kind of kitchen sinky. Oh yeah, very much so. It's blatant. It's basically that, but like as a podcast. Yeah. Audio play, for want of a better term. Yeah. So it's not like a podcast like this. It's like a acted out podcast thing. Um, but yeah, and really well done. Um, so yeah, that's my shout out for that. So that's this foul earth. Mm-hmm. Search for it on Spotify, all those usual ones. You'll find it on there. And um, yeah, um, uh, are there any Kickstarters to share about? Uh, well, there's that one, isn't there? There is that one. <laughs> that brick. Um, yes, um, the nerds who haunted themselves, outstanding in their field, is on Kickstarter. It'll be. It's up till seven p.m. on Wednesday, the seventeenth. So it's only a short run one. So by the time you listen to this, it'll be up. It's been up for a couple of days. Um, it did quite well in its first day. I mean, we had a modest. It did all right in its first five hours, didn't it? It did. Um, I mean, I only had a two hundred and fifty pound funding goal, but we're currently on three hundred and eighty one pound. Um, but the thing with it is, you get the book, but any profits from this is going into helping with the ongoing costs of running True Believers. So, and, you know, making up some of the shortfall of True Believers running at a loss. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dreamer, man. I'm not a money man. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's just sort of like the storage stuff mounted up. We've changed banks now, so that should get rid of the banking fees because mm. the one we've changed to doesn't have it. Well, um, okay. Starling Bank. If you need a business bank, possibly worth looking into. Can't really say it's early days, but... What's it called? Starling? Starling. It's the one that the other on the telly is the woman flying in her shed with the Robin of Prince of Thieves music. Oh, yeah, okay. So, yeah, they don't seem to charge rates for having the bank account. So, my wife, who is clever and looks at this sort of shit. So it's not called Stalin, as in Joseph Stalin? Stalin is in the bird. Oh, okay. Not, okay. <laughs> yeah, not Stalin. Yeah. Starling. <laughs> yeah, I say, oh, right, got you. Not, not the, not the Russian, not the Russian guy. Got <laughs> All my money is with a Russian dictator who is <laughs> no longer with us. Yeah, it was either Stalin Bank or Herman Goring Bank. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Um, but yeah, anyway, yeah. So all the profits are going towards helping with troops because um, that costs money, quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> and I like doing it and I want to keep doing it. So yeah, you like I say, the first pledge is £5 plus £2 postage. And you get the book is the... I post them up on my Instagram, some of the ones I did as part of the draw on a day, but they're digitally coloured in grayscale and it's a 15 by 15 centimetre book. It'll be perfect bound. I need your help with the spine. Yep. Um, and with the... Yeah, those comics, and then I've done about 20 pages of new ones, which... And then it's just... It's silly dad jokes and puns, isn't it? You, yes, you know, I, I have seen them, and I've, I've been very ashamed to have funny. I've had some of them. Uh-huh. Good. Good, especially yeah, it was yeah, very very bad jokes. I think it's fair to say. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they're they're eye rollers, but hopefully they hit a smile as well. Yeah, um, it's just. A bit silly. Um, there's no stretch goals at the moment on the thing. If we hit, if it goes really well, then we'll look at adding some stretch goals, maybe adding some pages to the book or whatever. But the book's ready to go, pretty much. I just need to, again, I might get you to just look at the pages, make sure they're going to position right. Because as this yeah. one's going to print rather than digital, I'd like to make sure everything's shit hot. Not okay, my yeah. usual slapdash standard. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, you can get. I think there's still a few pledges left with original pages if that sort of thing floats your boat. Um, but I mean, you've got to be some kind of madman to want original art by me. Uh, there are four left original pages. How many were to go in the first place? 25, yeah. wasn't it? I did 15. Oh, 15. Um, or if you don't have my previous books, you can get them with... Um, so you can get... Well, all right, the first pledge is I've not done digital, and if you're in America or outside the UK, unfortunately you can't get it because postage is just a nightmare. It's not worth it. It's not worth it for you. It's not worth it for me. It's definitely not worth it for you. <laughs> um, um, I haven't got the £1 pledge because fuck that pledge. There is the one at the top of pledge without a reward, but I prefer you didn't. I'd rather you got the book, unless you really just want to give us just a couple of quid less than the book, but... You know, even if you don't want the book, give it away. Stocking filler. Office Secret Santas will probably come back at some point. Give it to somebody you hate. 
you know, that friend you want to get rid of, this may be the thing that does it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so for five pounds you can get the physical edition of the book. For six pounds you can get it with Jason. I- uh, Hello to Jason Isaacs. Uh, for eight pounds you can get it with March of the Robot, the first one I did a couple of years ago. Uh, for nine pounds you can get my full physical back catalogue, ladies, um, <laughs> which is Nerds, Isaacs, and Robot. Oh my! Um, although there's only four of those left now. Um, and then for fifteen pounds you can get the book and an original page. Um, again, it's my art, so lower those expectations. Um, but again, there's four of those left. I, I only put 15 on. There are a couple more pages I could have added, but I want to keep a couple myself as well. So basically, whichever one you say you want. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, if you are able to support it and back it, that'd be awesome. Like I say, all the profits are going towards True Believers. Um, and... Yeah, it'd be awesome. If you can't back it or it's not for your, not for you, completely understand. Um, but if you can give it a share, again, show it to that friend you're trying to get rid of. It may be the thing that does the trick. <laughs> it's got rid of me. Exactly. <laughs> Unfortunately, though, I've never taken a hint. Yeah, you're bad at that. <laughs> I don't get why you don't just want to synchronise watches and we can both watch Baywatch and talk about it at the same time <laughs> it's only on at midnight that's early and on that note <laughs> and on that note on the house opener. but yeah so that's that if you go on to Kickstarter because we should probably do the link shouldn't we if you go yeah, on to Kickstarter and search Nerds Who Haunt Themselves it should come up um, or if you go to any of our socials it's the pinned tweet or at least the one near the top so you should be able to find it there and like I say, if you can support it and support Troops, that'd be awesome. If you can, but you're happy to share it, that'd also be awesome. And if you think that looks shit, I don't want to touch it, that is also awesome. Um, yeah, that's that. So, where can people find you online? Uh, good question. Uh, they can find me. It's coming on... every time. I know, I know. I was just preparing myself. Um, <laughs> on Instagram, which is the only one I really that on Facebook uh, doing with you I kind of post update a lot uh, I am Zoot Artist on uh, Instagram and on Facebook I am I am Zoot I think aren't I I am Zoot yes, yes I am Zoot, I am Zoot. Yeah, and you're at Real um, Zootbot or yeah. at Real Zoot on, so no yeah. at Zootbot on Twitter oh, oh at Zootbot on Twitter yeah uh, um, and yeah. Uh, yeah, where can they find you? Where can they find me? I am on Twitter as at Token Nerd. I'm on Instagram as Stuart Thinks He Can Draw. I'm on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Stuart Can Draw. Or again, if you just search Stuart Thinks He Can Draw, I will pop up on there. Um, I have Redbubble, Etsy, Big Cartel, and all that shit as well. Um, if you're so inclined, again, you can find those links in either on my Facebook page or on the Twitter page. It's in the pinned tweet on that. Uh, you can find the Nerds Who Haunted Themselves on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash haunted nerds. We're on Twitter as at haunted nerds. You can find all the previous episodes under the podcast section on the True Believers website, which is oktruebelievers.com. Um, you can find us on Podbean, where we're hauntednerds.podbean.com. 
or we can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podnose, Podknife, Podbean. That's all the ones that they make up on fucking awesome podcasts. <laughs> I listen to that too much. Um, yeah, and we're probably on others wherever you get your podcast from. Um, hate being that prick, but if you like what you've heard, please subscribe and leave us a comment or a review. Um, if you don't want to leave a review, just leave a comment telling us your favourite comic or something. Or what you thought of coming to America. Yeah, um, coming to America. Because from what I've heard, it helps with the numbers and proves you're a legit thing or something. Um, you can find comics published by the nerds who publish themselves on Comic House or they're available by through the True Believers website or on Etsy or Big Cartel. And you can get my Murder, She Wrote design on Redbubble if that sort of thing floats your boat. And that is it. Uh, this has been a Nerds Who Haunt Themselves production and I've been Stuart Moraine. And until next time, read some awesome comics, create some awesome things and keep spreading the full colour word. Thanks for listening. Cheers, guys. Thanks. Bye.